Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Inspired Action Life podcast. I'm your host, Karen Baldridge, and this is episode lucky number seven. Today, I have named this episode, People Often Choose Misery Over Uncertainty. Now, what is so funny, not necessarily funny, haha, but ironic, is that I sort of lay my titles out a couple weeks ahead of time just so I have a roadmap as to what I want to talk about on any upcoming podcasts and blogs that I, I concurrently write. And what's funny is that this particular title, I had already named it probably before this pandemic hit, but this also you could definitely apply to the here and now of this world that um, we have all been giving ourselves over to misery at different times during this pandemic over uncertainty. So a lot of people are, you know, feeling tortured that they can't go outside because they are uncertain about what danger awaits them outside, etc. And as I've said on prior podcasts, I am not going to talk in any great length about coping with your stress and with your anxiety with regards to this pandemic because it is being covered and covered again and covered again and massively covered some more by lots of other people in the world and on um, the media and I, I really you don't need to probably necessarily hear any more about that so I'm just using this title for what I meant it for initially when I wrote my uh, content schedule for my podcast, which is people often choose misery over uncertainty. And I can tell you firsthand that that was exactly, exactly what was holding me back from making any big changes, like taking massive action to really change the course of life as I knew it. So why it it is very oh anxiety ridden to to think of the what ifs you know the old paralysis of analysis <laughs> that we talk about i don't know if any of you are bent to that way but i most certainly am bent towards paralysis of analysis and i've mentioned time and time again that i'm a pragmatist so i look out about 150 miles ahead of me of what I might encounter and what could happen that I need to prepare for. And I like to believe now that I don't term it as things that could go wrong or anything like that because I have come to a better place in my mindset about planning and plotting things, but I am still a planner. And I am still massively aware of obstacles and hurdles and things that I'm going to have to um, get over and encounter in order to reach any type of um, new level that I'm trying to go for. So for me, I'm going to bring it up to present time because I've basically been telling you what my story has been all the way up here and how I finally got to the point where I am deciding I am changing all of the parts of my life that I feel have been way below what I've wanted them to be. And I've 
not felt those feelings of accomplishment and feelings of fulfillment and feelings of just, I, I can't say joy because I have definitely found joy uh, many, many ways and times in my life. Of course, um, being a mother, natural calling for me. I was absolutely born for that job. I was, you know, I embraced that role and I did it and still continue to do it to the highest level that I possibly can. But you know, you reach a certain point in your life where now there are new mountains to climb and there are new goals to uh, set for yourself because without setting some kind of intention for your life, you let life just unfold on its own. And, and as you probably have seen in your own life, that leads to discontentment and that leads to what is wrong with me? Why do I feel so unhappy even though I have everything that a lot of people would love to have, but yet I'm not happy. I'm unsatisfied. And I know that I know that I know uh, many of you out there can identify it. Because if other people are looking at your life, they're going, what does she have to complain about? She's got this, that, the other thing. She's beautiful. She's got this and she's got all these things going for her. And then they're looking at you going, you don't deserve to be unhappy. But yet, you probably to a certain degree believe that too. So then you beat yourself up for why am I still unhappy though I have all these things? So I'm going to bring this up to the present time about how all of that is playing into my story of why I chose to just dive in the pool and do something that I, I still can't even believe that I am doing. Um, because again, this was way out of the realm of possibility of anything I would have taken on even two and a half, three years ago. So as I said, it is the pandemic. So what does anybody do in a pandemic? Well, of course, they start a brand new business, pitch their tent, hang their awning, and I'm open for business. Really? Like, who? Whoever does that? But yes, that is what I have done. Now, in fairness to me, I could not have possibly known that this pandemic was coming and I was building up to a official opening of, you know, starting my life coaching business and consulting to do this in an official capacity instead of just as a passerby and helping um, my friends, which I love to do and I still continue to do and will always embrace doing because that's what is a natural place for me. But I also know that it's a gift that I can also help other people to find that, that place in their life that can get them just a, just with a small shift, get them right back on track and really participating in their own life and really starting to direct their happiness a little bit more instead of relying on everyone else to make them happy. Because that, of course, leads to nowhere, Bill. So yeah, I was already starting this process and then boom, here comes this pandemic. Are you kidding me? What another reason to be, you know, to have uncertainty, right? Just like my title says, of course, you've got to be kidding me that this is a joke that I have to somehow now scale this mountain and overcome all of the obvious 
<clears throat> obstacles that come along with opening up a brand new business uh, during a global pandemic. But you know what? That was just the way the timing lined up. I had already launched my website. I had already have immersed myself in in theory and studies and certifications. And I have just been studying for this. I just couldn't turn back. I, I just couldn't turn back. And in fact, on that note, I can't imagine ever going back. Okay, I'm at that point where I'm a changed person. Like, like I don't even know myself from three years ago. I don't even know her. I don't know that person from three years ago. So it really had to be a fundamental shift in my DNA to make me do the stuff I am doing right now. It's unbelievable. But I I have to go forward. So I'm more or less following my intuition, following my gut that this is the right thing for me to do. And that is the formula. Okay, there has to be a real stillness in your soul where you have to sit quietly. And I understand how impossible that is for some of you to sit quietly, shut your mind down and just shut up really and stop talking and stop thinking and just be and let your higher power as I know to be God talk to you because he didn't create you for nothing. You know, all of us have an exact purpose that we are to fulfill while we're on this earth. There is something that's already been put inside of us. But the sad thing is not all of us decide to act on it because most of us are sleeping right through it. Most of us don't even stop to pay attention of what is my role in this world? What am I to bring to this world that is special? What is it that I have that is special, that is useful to this world? And what can I do that many people just can't do or don't do as easily and as effortlessly as I do? And that takes a lot of um, introspection to be able to connect those dots. But that's where the real change happens. You know, and again, this isn't, I, I know that I tend to bring it along to this life coaching thing because that is a career missing piece that I was looking for. Okay. But some of you are just maybe looking for other things, happiness or a, a really loving relationship, a loving, connected, deep relationship or companionship. Everyone has different longings and needs and voids that need to be filled. Just a peace in their mind um, to settle the anxiety and connect with peace and trust, you know, to, to God or their higher power. And Everyone's needs are different. But for me, the reason I speak from this life coaching journey of how I'm doing this um, was that was my missing piece. It was that career validation and that, that sense of being in a career that I finally believe matters, that it's of a service to the world. That is what I have truly always wanted. So I had to kind of come to that fundamental understanding that that was the role that I'm supposed to be playing in this world. Now, what the heck is it and how do I get to it? So anyway, that's kind of like a, a little coaching tip for, for you is how to find 
that path for you or those that path to the thing that you want that would make you feel your best, make you feel your most powerful, your most highest living fulfilled self, that's the thing that you need to get quiet about and and connect and start to take massive action and be brave because this is not for the faint of heart. What I, especially in a pandemic. Did I mention that? Yeah. It's really not for the faint of heart to to tackle this and take this on and be innovative and creative. Like, how can I reach people? Because now everyone is held captive in their homes. It's not like I'm going to be able to go, hey, I'm here. Everyone, come on in. Not everyone's going to know that. (laughs) Not everyone is going to know that. So, um, like I said, I've been doing it unofficially, coaching unofficially, but in order to pitch your tent and hang your shingle, there has to be some risk involved. And that's what stops you. Like I would build everything out until the point where risk was involved. So risk meaning I have to tell the masses that this is what I'm doing. I have to, you know, find myself explaining what the heck is life coaching when you're living in a, you know, suburban, um, you know, like a suburb of a big city in the Midwest. Life coaching isn't generally something that everyone is doing. So to try to find a way to explain what you do and sort of legitimize it, that's another thing, hurdle that, you know, I have to try and attempt to get around, right? And then the risk factor financially. Okay, so I there isn't, in truth, there isn't always a lot of risk financial risk when you're opening up your doors for life coaching unless you're getting like an office or you know the website is is one thing and all of you know all the things that come along with it with your branding and marketing things like that but um there is some risk and there is going to be an office in my uh, future and I've aligned a few things with a group that is going to take some financial investment so dun 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 here I am now remember, I went from just basically not even making much money because I'm doing copyright work to going to open up a business and not to mention that my um, husband is still in that group that is like, what? What do I mean? What exactly do life coaches like? How do they live? How do they make a living? How are you going to you know, turn a profit, let alone spend our family money to set up shop to do that. You know, talk about a hard sell. Uh, Yeah, that's a hard sell. So, but in my spirit, how do you explain? Well, God told me. (laughs) How am I going to adequately explain faith, intuition, gut instinct. That's really hard to convince people of that. Uh, But even more so, even more over from that is there is that instinct that you know in order to get real return on an investment, there has to be risk. Risk is always involved in that conversation. So you've heard the adages, no risk, no reward, Okay, we've all heard that. And fortune favors the brave. So you know what? I tell myself these things all of the time in order to calm my fear of committing 
to something that I know is going to, you know, um, cost out of pocket money, but yet I don't have, I don't see the, um, the clear path of how that money is going to be recouped by my business, by me doing business, especially right now where I can't even see other people, let alone, you know, so I just know that there's going to be a certain, um, you know, inspiration that I'm going to have for creativity or whatever it is. I have a few things in the pike that I'm working on, but I've just, that's just where you have to rely on that instinct a little bit. And again, I know that's really sounds very impractical and it sounds a little bit hard to swallow, but nobody ever finds their true happiness unless they change something and change always requires some risk some risk, whether it's emotional risk, some stability, you're risking your stability. Obviously, I told you you're risking financially things, you're you're risking losing a valuable relationship. There's lots of risk that can be involved when you are following your instincts and kind of following your dreams and, and making exceptions for that and just hoping, praying, thinking, oh God, please let this not be a disaster and you take a running jump and you just fly off the cliff and off you go. Well, I'm in midair right now flying off the cliff. Okay. So I guess I'll have to do another follow-up to let you know how this is all going. <laughs> so you know what my story ended up as. I, I have high hopes and I have beliefs that I have enough things in the hopper that this is going, I'm going to land on my feet and this is going to end up well. But right now I'm flying in midair. Okay, and I know that that is what most of you dread. You dread flying in midair and with no net. And I'm doing this with no net. But I feel weirdly exhilarated. So yes, there is some fear, but I had to work through that fear and kind of push through it on the other side and go, damn it, I'm doing this. Come hell or high water, I'm doing this. I'll absorb this risk and just believe that God's got my back or the universe has got my back. Because when I'm doing it out of inspired action, I'm telling you what, there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I know that this was put on me for a reason. So I know I'm tapping in to one of those things that God had already called me to, but I was just not listening because I was too fearful and too asleep to really take action and take that massive action that makes massive change. And so I will have to let you know what happens on on this end of things and I'll continue that story but I just would encourage you to listen to your gut and to listen to those things in your life that are you know nudging at you they're there for a reason that spirit that in inner voice that little still small voice is speaking to you for a reason and when you align with that message the sky is the limit. And so I'm going with that belief that that's exactly what's happening. And really, I'm not going to accept anything less than that. Because you're telling me that God's not possible of big things happening. And big is a relative word, let me tell you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Big is however I define big to be. So some people are saying, I'm going to be the, you know, the biggest person in the world in my field and I'm going to be on magazine covers. No, that's not what big necessarily means to me. I just mean effective. 
and, and doing what I do for a purpose. And so I want to be effective and I want to reach people and, and give them courage to try it too, because they've just seen me try it. And this is like the second act of my life. It's not like I'm starting right out, right out of college. I am totally taking the unknown path with a nearly unknown um, new career that most people don't even quite understand exactly what a life coach does, you know, and it sounds very touchy-feely and woo-woo. So how do you talk that down a little bit and, and lift up the fact that it's something a lot more substantial? And even in the corporate world, life coaching or corporate culture coaching, um, Again, that's going to be a hard sell. That is in the cards for me. That's going to be a hard sell of what's the return on that investment. How do I really, you know, lay out the ROI on that for, for any big, small company about why they should empower their people and change their culture? You know, so that's still out of head of me that I'm going to have to figure out how to get around that. But I'm just believing that God's got the plan and I'm going to keep following it and see what happens. But um, I know that in these next upcoming weeks, I've got some amazing people who've agreed to tell us their story on this podcast and to interview them so that you can see that other people have done it. Because I have found the most inspiring um, things that I listen to are people that have broken through and done the seemingly impossible for a regular person. Again, all celebrity stories aside, some of them, you know, are just completely unrelatable to you. But when regular people are doing extraordinary things and have pushed through the fear, I think that's extraordinary. So I've got a few people already lined up that I'm going to be doing these interviews on this podcast so that I can continue to try to inspire some of you to kind of seek seek that dream out. And, and now is as good a time as any, even in a pandemic, because if it's meant for you, it's meant for you. And there's nothing that can keep you from it. I, I truly, honestly know that to believe true, to believe it to be true, I should say. And I know it. And if you continue to walk towards it, success breeds success. Success attracts more success. Surround yourself with people that you respect and whose knowledge you want access to. And just binge on those types of relationships. That's who you want to surround yourself. There's always going to be the Johnny naysayers. There's always going to be the critics. You're not going to outrun them. I, I still haven't outrun them. Okay. I've got somebody who's very critical of my next moves and why are you doing this and whatever. I'm just doing it. I'm doing it because I'm supposed to be doing it. How do I explain that? I don't know. And I hope that when you're ready to find your happiness or to find that centeredness in your life, I'm telling you, nobody was born into this world without a plan for your life. Nobody's life has no value. There's not a person born that doesn't have value to bring into this world. You all do. So I, if, I, if you don't hear anything else I said today, just know that your life has a meaning and a purpose and you need to go and find it and get about your business of living.
So everyone have a fantastic week and I will talk at you the next podcast and hopefully I will have a very engaging um, interview for you to be, you know, still inspired and just know that you got this if you want it. Thank you. Everyone have a great one.